Welcome to A to Z Sports, powered as always by the BetMGM app. I'm Austin Stanley. He's Zach Bingham. Make sure you follow us all over social media, just as Zach mentioned. We go live every weekday morning at 8 Central Time. That's Nashville's On Demand Sports Talk Network on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. Find the links to the show on our Twitter feed, our Instagram. Hit us up on TikTok while you're at it. Uh, and we got to thank our sponsors because they make it happen for us and they help out you guys with Wilson County Hyundai. Make them a part of your new car buying process by going to see them in Lebanon or simply at wilsoncountyhyundai.com, the Bone and Joint Institute, boneandjointtn.org. They're the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. Plus, Farm Bureau Health Plans get better with Farm Bureau Health Plans. That's better coverage, better rates, better service. Learn more about a health plan for you at FBHP. Dot com slash A-T-O-Z. Sheila at John Huff asked, did Sam make the cut? Yes, Sam did make the cut for A to Z Sports and the Titans uh, beat reporters. But uh, 29 guys did not make the cut for the Titans roster yesterday. We'll just talk about the guys who did out of the gates right now. John Glennon had a really nicely, cleanly worded and uh, organized tweet that we will show up here on the screen Titans initial 53 roster on offense, two quarterbacks, Tannehill, Malik Willis, five running backs with Triple H. They ruined the Triple H nickname that I came up with for the running backs with Henry, Hilliard, Haskins, and Chestnut, and then the fullback, Torrey Carter. Three tight ends, Hooper, Swain, and Chicago, nine offensive linemen, including the new traded for Dennis Daly, five wide receivers, as you see him right there. So 24 offensive players. Flip it over, 26 uh, defensive players, including 70 linemen and 11 defensive backs in total. And then once you add the three special teams players of Randy Bullock, Morgan Cox, and Ryan Stonehouse beating out Brett Kern, that is where you get the 53-man roster. But Zach, we're going to start off by talking about that number two next to QB. No Logan Woodside. It's Ryan Tannehill and Malik Willis. Malik Willis wins his starting job. Uh, your reaction to that one? So, uh, you know, I got Malik Willis and Brett Kern dead on. I felt like they were going to get rid of Brett Kern and go with uh, Stonehouse. I, I predicted that Logan Woodside get cut because he needed to get cut. Here's the thing, and I tweeted this out yesterday. Now, I'm not naive to this because the Titans gave Malik Willis, who was a third round pick and a guy that fell to them in the draft, yep. which was projected to be a first round pick heading into the draft. They created value and they gave him the opportunity to win the job. Now, opportunity is different than success, right? You can have every opportunity to do something. But if you actually put the work in and get the job done, that's a different story. Well, Malik Willis, he wowed. I mean, he did. If you look at the rookies across, and I watched preseason games this year, and I feel like the most buzz around any rookie in the preseason that got, I mean, and Malik Willis got playing time, right? I felt like Malik Willis was the story. I mean, that was what the NFL was sharing. That was what the highlight reel was. You had some undrafted free agent uh, you know, players make some plays in the preseason throughout the league, but Malik Willis won that job. And Logan Woodside, and this is not a knock on him, but he should have gotten cut. And Malik Willis, I believe, 
He's going to learn from Ryan Tannehill. It's one step closer in his developmental process, right? He's a developmental quarterback. He still needs to work on his pocket presence, throwing downfield, decision-making, read and react. We know that he can make guys miss. We know that he's fast as 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 anything. And in the open in open space, he can really put it to defenses and make linebackers make business decisions, right? And so I feel like that was a huge win for the Tennessee Titans to figure out that Malik Willis was their number two starting quarterback, their quarterback in waiting, that if mm-hmm. Ryan Tannehill, the fact of the matter is, Ryan Tannehill has got to do two things this year. He's got to make it to the playoffs, and he's got to have success in the playoffs. Those are the two things. Now, he's made it to the playoffs the last three years, but the last game that he played in in said playoff games the last three years, he was not very good. He was not very good in the AFC Championship game in the second half where he needed to put that team on his shoulders to beat the Chiefs. Hard to do. Didn't do it. The Baltimore Ravens, interception, ended the game. They couldn't win the game. And then we all know Cincinnati, three picks, first throw, last throw, disaster, right? So he's got to do those two things. I said it prior to the draft, Austin. The Titans were going to make a decision. Were they going to help Ryan Tannehill or were they going to put pressure on Ryan Tannehill? And I think going into this season, looking at this 53-man roster, looking at what we're about to talk about, they put pressure on 17. We'll see if he could rise to the occasion. Yeah, and we'll see if they added enough help for him as well because they needed to do both. <laughs> like, And they said Mike Vrabel's uh, a line that stands out to me from the Monday after the Cincinnati loss was, we need to be better. Mike Vrabel saying the Titans need to be better around Ryan Tannehill as well. And they were not uh, good around Ryan Tannehill a lot of times last season either. So that they need to do both. We'll see how that help works out. I just want we just want to take a poll because Zach, you mentioned on Twitter you had some people in your uh, mentions uh, pining for Logan Woodside, saying that he should have been on the team. Raise of a hand in the chat if you still think Logan Woodside should be on this roster. Raise your hand in the chat if you think the Titans should have kept Logan Woodside in the roster because I just want to see where people are at right now because. My opinion, Zach, on Monday was that Logan Woodside deserved to get cut. He did not deserve one of the 53 men, uh, one of the 53 spots on this roster. But I predicted the Titans would keep him because I didn't think they would have 53 guys worthy of it. So uh, as I go through that, I have not. Oh, there's Tyler McDonald has one hand raised. And look, uh, we're not going to hey, we're not going to destroy you for this. No, no, we're I'm just, just trying sure. to take a poll. Yeah, uh, yeah. Mikey uh, Fleck doesn't give one hand raise; he gives one finger raise. So that's not necessarily nice uh, uh, there. But I, I see uh, hands coming that are raised. Stephen raises his hand. Uh, let's see anybody else raising their hand. I don't necessarily see Tyler and Stephen, the only two as of right now. Uh, more thumbs downs than anything. Uh, so yeah, I, I don't really see many now. Maybe Tyler and Stephen are the only two. Uh, bold enough and to, to admit where they still think that should be the case and others might just be hiding in the in the background. And we respect that, right? This is just accountability. It's okay. And you know what? 
Logan Woodside's NFL career is not over. He's going to find a practice squad or he's going to find a team, I believe, that has value uh, because, you know, he has been an adequate, he hasn't gotten a ton of opportunity, but an adequate backup for Ryan Tannehill over the last two seasons. And the only problem, Austin, and this is why I thought that they were going to cut him, is he had a terrible preseason. Yeah. He, he, he One run to win a game, a meaningless game, it doesn't mean anything against the Arizona Cardinals. Like, it, it, it may have put something on tape that he can scramble around, but that was in the last minute of the last preseason game. Like, who's playing in that? Guys who are currently on the waiver wire. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Guys that are currently eating breakfast at home. Those are the guys that were playing in that game. And that look, that's it's a ruthless business. It's a tough business. That's why the NFL is so smart and created hard knocks, right? You get attached. You get to these guys that are on the cusp. I mean, look at Josh Johnson. He's played for 14 different teams in 15 years. He's going for 15. And Josh Johnson, and I think I've asked you this before, college and coach. You have not asked me this before. Oh, don't look at the chat. Don't look at the chat. Close your eyes. Josh College and coach of Josh Johnson, the quarterback. I think it's like Midwest to West. I, uh, 15 years ago, 15 years ago, 2007, 2000, um, Kansas state, Bill Snyder. No, oh. San Diego, Jim oh. Harbaugh. Okay, San Diego State or San Diego? Uh, San Diego, not San, San Diego. Diego State. That's okay. the key. Yeah. Damn. And the reason, the only reason why I know that is, do you know what team drafted him? Uh, the Bucks. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the only way you know that one. All right. It is Esports here live on uh this wednesday uh, reacting to the initial 53 man roster so again my thoughts on malik willis winning the second job is the impressive improvement from may 13th to august 30th when he won officially the backup job and uh made logan woodside's roster spot expendable may 13th was the first day of rookie minicamp i, I will always remember that because that's also the day that Traylon Burks was doubled over having an asthma attack that the Titans never told us about. So I, that's a big jump for Malik Willis in that three and a half months of time where he was looked raw. I thought this was dead set for a three quarterback roster, but he ended up winning the job. Logan Woodside helped him by losing the job, but Malik Willis also won the job and gets a lot of credit for how quickly he learned and grew over those three and a half months. Don't answer this because yeah. look, it's Wednesday. The Titans don't play till a week from Sunday. I want to know though, the comfort level of people. If Malik Willis started a game this year, if he was thrown into it, because yeah. really that's what we're talking about. The cut of Logan Woodside is an indictment on what the number two position represents. And the number two position at quarterback represents, can you go win a football game when needed? I think, I, uh, I think the, uh, the opponent would have a lot to do with what my thought. Well, obviously if they're playing the Rams it's a little different, but, or the bills or the chiefs, but I feel, I feel very good about that. 
I, I do. Okay. I, I, I don't know about that. Um, and real quick, just to kind of follow this up, John says Josh Freeman was at Kansas State and also drafted by the Bucks around that same time, right? So you want to hear one of my worst takes of all time? I mean, I already know it, but you can go ahead. What is it? That Josh Freeman was like the next best thing for the Tampa Bay Bucks. Yeah, like- I, I told my I told my high school buddies that knew. I mean, I've been a Bucks fan all my life, right before the Titans even came. I said Josh Freeman was going to be NFL MVP. <laughs> Didn't you have like an AOL password that was about Josh Freeman too? <laughs> yes. Freeman five. That, that's, that's what I remembered from that. All right. A to Z sports here live on this Monday. So the Titans did have one unique aspect about their initial 53 man roster. Zach, the Titans have more rookies on their initial 53 man roster than any of the other AFC playoff teams from a year ago. I'll say it one more time. The Titans, with 11 rookies, have more rookies on their roster than any AFC uh, playoff team from a year ago. 11 rookies. That's tied in the division. The Texans have 11 rookies, and the Texans are not a good football team. (laughs) So... The most unique thing about the Titans roster is that 11 rookies made the team. Let's ask this question. What's one word to describe the Titans having 11 rookies make the 53-man roster? Uh, But first, Zach, tell everybody about Farm Bureau Health Plans. Yeah, FBHP.com is where to go to get your new health plan. I got my new health plan at the beginning of 2022. I'm going to ride that out for the rest of the year and then Resign up in 2023 because I have benefited off of it. You can benefit off uh, off of it as well. Better coverage, better rates, better service. That's true. Better coverage, better rates, better service. I've gotten all three since I've jo- joined Farm Bureau Health Plans. And look, the best part is is it, it could be for you individually. Maybe you're a young guy. You're you're just getting off maybe your parents' insurance. You're looking. You're like, hey, what am I going to do? Get a health plan, and that health plan is. Farm Bureau health plans, or if you've got a young family, they've got a plan for you. If they, if you've got, uh, if you're just married, you just, you're, you're starting out, they've got a plan for you. So look at your health plan, reassess it, and take a look at Farm Bureau health plans. What you need to do is go to fbhp.com slash A-T-O-Z, that's slash A-T-O-Z, and they'll hook you up 200 plus locations across the state of Tennessee. I did. I'm really glad that I did. You need to. It's very, very easy. All right. Don't forget the BetMGM app can help you win throughout until we're waiting for like 12 more days or less than that uh, for NFL football games to be played. You can still win with BetMGM and Major League Baseball's one leg, uh, one game parlay insurance, uh, where you can get up to 25 bucks back on your Major League Baseball one game parlay of four legs or more whenever. That one game parlay falls just one leg short right there at the BetMGM app. So, Zach, we said 11 rookies have made the Titans' initial 53-man roster. That is the most of any other AFC playoff team from a year ago. The Titans with 11, the Bills at 6, the Chiefs at 9, the Bengals 7, Raiders 10, Steelers 7, and Patriots 10. In the division, the Jags have 9 the Colts 10, and the Texans 11 to match the Titans 11. So what's one word to describe the Titans having 11 rookies on this roster? Yeah, and Karen, I think, reacted the way that 
Humi and Sam did this morning when we kind of started to talk about it and put the na- numbers together, which is, wow, 11? Um, that's a lot. And this team's expectations are not rookie, right? Their team's expectation is to get to the AFC Championship game, something that alluded to them last year. So let's go to the chat. One word to describe 11 rookies on the Titans 53 Future for Danny. So he's going a little positivity. Major Key says rebuild. John says fresh. G-Man on base says nervous. Healthy from Jason, which, you know, they don't really have any major glaring injuries, right? No. They don't. That's huge going in. I mean, talk to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers about that and some of the other teams. The Giants, they're peppered with injuries, right? So I think that right there, Jason brings up that. Young from Steven, cheap from Tyler. Uh, let's see, Razi says cheap as well. Upgrade from Malachi. Uh, Karen's one word is wow. Depth, depth uh, you can only choose one, so we're just going to go with depth, Jared. Future from Scott, uneasy from Daniel. Fresh dash blood sometimes, and he, you know, Stephen King is an author of many, many books, so we're going to give him a pass with that hyphen right there, reload from Orlando, turnover from Billy, youth from Jeff, balance from Steven. Uh, let's see, confidence from Jarrell. Nick uses a hyphen, also draft dash misses, which that's actually, I guess I, we'll, we'll let it, we'll, we'll accept it. Mikey says not safe, or you could go unsafe. Rebuild from Johnny, optimistic from Jared, Jessica says reload scary from Chris. So a lot of good words, but a lot of these words are interesting, right? <laughs> from Evan. Like that's how I would describe this particular exercise. And more and more words are going through because we've got a big audience as, yep. as the season looms. Austin, what is your one word? So I've, I've changed my one word on the fly here because initially it was going to be reload. And then I saw Orlando and some others go with the word reload. And I think that's a great word. I mean, obviously I was going to go with that because I do think the Titans are reloading, but I'm actually, when I heard the uh, draft misses, another word popped into my head. Mulligan that the Titans and John Robinson with this rookie class have mulligans on misses from before. And whether it's, if you count Caleb Farley as a miss because Roger McCrary is coming in, if you count, uh, you know, Kyle Phillips as a mulligan for what uh, some of their other receivers later in the draft were not. If you want to go with some of the you know, quarterback, right? You, you get a mulligan with Malik Willis, but you get a mulligan on a lot of draft misses because John Robinson knew in this April's draft that he had to get guys who were day one ready. Nicholas Petit Frere is day one ready. Traylon Burks, Roger McCreary. Uh, Kyle Phillips, or they're all day one readies. Ryan Stonehouse is day one ready as your punter. And so you had eight of your nine draft picks make the initial 53. The only guy who did not was Theo Jackson. And I said yesterday, he was the one who had the hardest uh, spot to go grab. But then three undrafted free agents with Julius Chestnut making it at running back, Trey Avery making it at corner, and then Ryan Stonehouse becoming your punter and beating out Brett Kern. But Mulligan is where I go with this because you have a a class of 11 guys that can really help cover up some of your misses from the 2020 class and then maybe some of your 
whiffs from 2021 with Des Fitzpatrick is no longer needed because Cal Phillips is really good. Like Nick uh, Dylan Raiden's him not being ready to go hurts less because NPF won that job too. And Roger McCree comes in and helps the long-term plans and long-term ceiling of Caleb Farley feel a lot better. And so Mulligan is the word I'm going to land with on 11 rookies making this roster. I was uh, surprised. You kind of went optimistic on me. Because I, I am optimistic. <laughs> like, and, like, I'm optimistic because I think, and I've been saying this the entire summer, the rookie class is pretty good. Like they're polished players. They are. Like, I don't know if they're the highest ceiling players. Like Caleb Farley, why he was drafted in the first round is because he has a very high ceiling when it comes to being an athlete, but he's raw at the corner position. Roger McCreary is very polished at the corner position, but his ceiling's probably not as high as Caleb Farley's. You know, Kyle Phillips is really polished, but maybe he has a lower ceiling than some other wide receivers that you could draft in the mid rounds. And I didn't even bring up Chica Conquil. I think he is, he's polished, but he's got a higher ceiling because of what he is athletically. So I think that's probably due to you watching him hands-on on practice, right? Yeah. But, you know, doesn't matter when they play the Bills and the Raiders week two and three, right? So my, I think, I'm going to probably go a little bit the other side. And so my word, I think, defines how I feel, which is leery. And the definition of leery is cautious or wary due to realistic suspicions. And my realistic suspicions are the rookies. The chance out of 11, Austin, and I've been covering NFL football for over a decade. Mm -hmm. If you give me odds, right? We bet MGM's good at odds. You give me 11 rookies, the percentage of them, of the majority hitting in a year where they need to hit is slim. And I'm not saying it's none, but it's slim. So that's why I am leery because I'm cautious of realistic suspicions. And my suspicion is that rookies are rookies. And when Nicholas petit Friere goes up against a dominant pass rusher, what is he going to be? Is Tannehill going to be on his back? When Traylon Burks goes up against a shutdown type corner, is he going to be able to get separation like maybe we've seen in college and a little bit in the preseason? So I, and this is where I'm at. I, I'm not closing the door to anything. Mm -hmm. I, I don't think that this rookie class is terrible or bad. I also don't think that they're stellar or outstanding, but I am, I am suspicious of my realistic expectations of them. So my final word is leery. Yeah, okay, that's that's fair. And so Zach, I'll ask you this question because you know these rookies are you know going into their first roster cut, so they can't be uh, counted here. But what's the best John Robinson draft class? I mean, twenty nineteen. Yeah, I mean right. it's Simmons and Brown and 
Simmons, Brown, Nate Davis in the third, Amani Hooker in the fourth, David Long in the sixth, right? Like that was an unbelievable bra- uh, draft class. Uh, Demarcus Walker uh, did not make it uh, out of Georgia in the fifth round because he had an injury, right? So 2019 was really good, right? Nate Davis did not sniff a starting spot until early October. It was week four is when Nate Davis had his first impact on this team. And he's been really good ever since. He was hurt for most of his training camp. Jeffrey Simmons was Halloween, like week seven, when he came back from his ACL. He missed all the training camp. A.J. Brown, he had a big week one against the Browns on a couple shot plays, but he really didn't explode until November and moving forward when he got up to over 1,000 yards. David Long Jr. didn't really come up on the scene until the playoff game against the Patriots when Jayon Brown got hurt. And then Amani Hooker, it took him three years before he was a full-time starter. So what's your point? Burks, day one impact in week one. Roger McCreary, day one starter. NPF, day one starter. Uh, Chigakonkwo, week one impact. Kyle Phillips, week one impact. Like already, these guys are having week one impact. No, no, they're, but- no they, they have to. They're not having, but they're they good have enough to. to. That's they're, a difference. But they're good enough to. That's no, my point. Well, no, there's not another guy. <laughs> no, 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 no. Don't get this misconstrued. They have to because they are the only well, option. Can, they don't can, have the, no, 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 Austin, Austin, let me speak because you just brought up, I think, a, a valid point. But the point is, is that they don't have a veteran wide receiver to help Traylon Burks progress along like Amani Hooker. They don't have a luxury of Dylan Radens actually winning the job and having Nicholas Petit Ferrer sit and, and kind of look back and learn. They don't have the luxury of a slot receiver with experience to have Kyle Phillips just concentrate on returning so the football I, I, I and being the best saying, player. Like, I so, think it's so both. I, I, I'm not going to try to – that's why my word is leery, is because these guys are thrown into the mix because they're forced to. Right, but again, like – All those I, other guys you named were not forced to. The yeah, 19 but, class – was none of them were well, forced to do a damn well, let's, thing let's besides AJ Brown, maybe. Let's and then also Ryan Stonehouse, the undrafted rookie punter, won the job over the best punter uh, in franchise history. And I think Brett Kern's better than Craig Hendrick for that conversation. But again, and there was nuance to that, right? Two sure. million dollars, aging well, punter, all of that other stuff. Right, but who won the job? Right, and the Titans. Again, I'm comparing this rookie draft class to what happened in the month of August in 2019, where there was, you know, Nate Davis missed a lot of time at practice because of injury. AJ did as well. Amani Hooker was like your fourth safety behind Bayard, uh, Vaccaro, and Crookshank. And, but now we're seeing these guys truly have an impact. And it's not the fact that they have to, because you're not wrong with that, but they're good. Like, that's the thing is I'm watching them. They are good. Logan Ryan got cut yesterday by the Bucs. He looked silly against two Titans rookies. Uh, one finesse with Kyle Phillips, and the other physical with Hassan Haskin running through his face. And so they are good as well. So that's, the, that's why I was positive about it with my mulligan that this rookie group can help gloss over some mistakes that were made in the past. And here is what will justify the words changing meanings right mulligan gets a second opportunity you make the putt right 
I'm suspicious. I'm not anti. I, I don't. I'm not sitting here no, saying that this fair. rookie, right? I'm oh, just yeah. suspicious. Here's one thing that they do have opportunity. So now you can flip what I just said because it is facts. I didn't say anything that wasn't facts. They are forced to throw to to go into these roles. They don't have a choice. The Titans roster is that's what they are. I mean, they're going to have to play and they're going to have to play really early and they're going to have to play often, right? And they're going to have to help Ryan Tannehill and that defense. Here's the benefit. I think this rookie class will be defined by their mental capabilities because early on, you're going to learn something about these guys, right? You're going to get beat. Something's going to happen where Burks is going to learn something or Phillips is going to get hit in the mouth, right? How are you going to adjust? How are they going to start, right? I, I don't, I don't are, disagree. Do they Wait, start one and three or do they start? I mean, two I don't two, know. Green one. Yeah, right. But mm -hmm. here's, here's where I think, like you say, like they have to be smart, right? They drafted smart guys. Like when Traylon Burks was not president at minicamp, all Vrabel and people were saying about how good he was in the classroom. Roger McCurry, what do we ever heard about him? Coachable. Never makes the same mistake twice. You only have to tell him something one time and he's got it. NPF, what do we hear about him? Smart. Chickaconquo, what do we hear about him? Smart. Kyle Phillips, smart. All these guys who are going to have day one impact, smart. And I'm leaving out Malik Willis because I know that he's not going to have a day one impact. But we've talked about how much he's grown in a so three and a half months. Can time. intelligence meet ability? That's and, where superstardom happens, right? Yes. And that's where I think that John Robinson went into that draft knowing that he had to get guys that were ready right now. And I think for the most part, as of right now, all we can say is that John Robinson has put himself in a good position to hit on a lot of these draft picks. And then you had Stonehouse as an undrafted punter that could be your punter for the next decade. And that's just an incredible bonus. So and so I, I think that's a really positive thing. If Because here's something too, Zach. Uh, this is a, a rhetorical question in a way. What do the Titans, the Packers, and the Cowboys all have in common? The Titans, the Packers, and the Cowboys. Those three teams have quarterbacks with ginormous cap hits. The Titans, the Packers, and the Cowboys. Ginormous cap hits with Tannehill, Aaron Rodgers, and Dak Prescott. What else do they have in common? 11, 12, and 12. The Titans 11 rookies, the Packers 12 rookies, the Cowboys 12 rookies. The Titans knew they had to get cheaper and younger because of big contracts that they're paying to Tannehill, to Henry, to Byard, to Lawan. They're about to give Simmons. And right, and just like the Cowboys and the Packers have that, you've got to be able to get cheaper and younger. And I think the Titans have helped do that. Now, look, I think the Titans have the worst quarterback out of those three, but I think that the offense... They're very similar in the sense that there's a ton of skepticism around their wide receivers, right? I think that Aaron Rodgers well, probably has the worst wide receiver group in well, his career, well, right? Think about those three teams as well. What else do they have? They have really highly paid running backs with Derrick Henry, Zeke, and Aaron Jones. Yeah. Well, look, their money, their money, and look, they all have adequate defenses, right? The Titans' yeah. defense is a top five defense. That's something that. And look, we got to kind of give credit where credit is due. Top five defenses are never realized in the preseason because nobody effing plays. Like, And there's no scheme. Right? There's no scheme, right? So like that is a separator. 
you know, Dallas with their pass rush is a separator. Their back half can digs do what he did last year. And then the Packers are the same way. And then they obviously have, you know, the equalizer, which is Aaron Rodgers, the back-to-back MVP. But all three of those teams, you know, I think are probably in the bottom third, not even bottom half, the bottom third as far as wide receiver, perceived wide receiving cores heading mm-hmm. into the season. Now, look, CeeDee Lamb could blow up, right? Amari Amari Rodgers could blow up. But Robert Woods and Traylon Burks, one of those two guys could blow up. Sure. But going into the season, you look at the structure of those three teams, I I think you're right. So here's a random question because you brought that up. Who do you think will end up having the most success out of those three teams? Well, the Packers play in a crap division <laughs> because the Bears might be the worst. Well, team. so do the Titans. <laughs> well, yeah, but the Colts are better than anything the Packers have next. Well, year. the Vikings are good. The Vikings yeah, are comparable so. to the Colts. I guess, mm, I guess that's fair. Vikings Colts is a really good game. Yeah, I guess you're right. I guess you're right. Uh, and, and the I Cal- would take the the Jags are an outlier, but I would take the the Bears. The Bears, the Bears are the Bears Texans, are and the Jags are the. Uh, uh, are and the, and the Giants, the Giants, right? The Giants, Jags, and Bears are all garbage, garbage. And then the Texans are also pretty freaking bad. Well, the Giants are not in this conversation because it's the Eagles. Eagle, oh, we're talking about the Cowboys too, though, too. Oh, right? Okay. Yeah. You want to go to the Cowboys. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. So all three of them should be division champions, right? And so I think, you know, who's the best team out of that? You got to have to say the Packers because Aaron Rodgers is back to back MVP. All three are probably predicted to win their division. Well, but the Colts are all, predicted to win the win Yeah, the we're, but I, look, I think that the Titans should be predicted to win the division. I think that's a, that's a Tannehill taste. But all three have that second team. Vikings, Eagles, Colts, right? They all have that second team that is very, very close to them in the division. And then a drop-off. And then the drop-off of the Texans, the Jags, the Lions, the Bears, the Giants, and then... Uh, the Washington. Yes. Yeah, for sure. All right. A to Z sports here live on this Wednesday. And, you know, Gene says, I hope Tannehill makes all y'all eat crow. Look, there's a lot of people who are completely out on Ryan Tannehill. I, I am not. I think Ryan Tannehill has been really good this summer. And I, I'm, I'm curious to see what that translates into. Here's the last thing I'll say before we move on. I, w- I went out on Ryan Tannehill after the Bengals game. You, you probably saw it there live as we reacted in our post-game show, right? I, I turned. It changed my mind. And it's really hard to change my mind back. You're going to have to really prove yourself. Malik yeah. Willis has made this even more difficult for me because I really like Malik Willis. I think Malik Willis can be a superstar in this league if he progresses and is taught correctly, he's got good coaching, if he works on his footwork, if he works on his delivery, and he works on his reads and the knowledge of the offense, which he's all set up to do. But I love Malik Willis. I do. I I think that guy could be the Titans, Herbert, Burrow, Mahomes, or Allen. I do. And it's not going to be this year. It may not even be next year. But I think he has that playmaking ability that the NFL values, right? 
And he can throw the damn ball, Austin. This guy's not just mm. Lamar Jackson. This guy can rip it. I love that. So that's it, it makes me even more out on Tannehill because I'm being even more in on Willis. All right, Zach. I have an update on Brett Kern. Ooh. An update on Brett Kern. I don't know. I'm not going to look at the chat. I don't know what it is. Don't look at Twitter. Don't look at the chat. I will give you guys the update on Brett Kern. But first, let me tell you guys about the Bone and Joint Institute, boneandjointtn.org, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. Whenever an injury happens in life, you have to know who to go to and who to trust. And that is the folks at the Bone and Joint Institute where they have over a dozen doctors there at their Franklin facility who specialize in any type of injury that can happen, whether it's your shoulder, your foot, uh, or your knee. I'm just naming my injuries that I've had doctors at the Bone and Joint Institute fix uh, for me or anything else. Boneandjointtn.org. It is eSports. We are powered by BetMGM. You see it right there in the middle of the screen. BetMGM code ATOZ Sports. Use that promo code ATOZ Sports. They're the king of the sports book. You can download it today. In Major League Baseball, one game parlay insurance. Get up to $25 back if your Major League Baseball team. One game parlay, you get four legs. If one of them falls short, you get that insurance of $25. So you bet on, you know, baseball game today. You get a four-leg parlay. One falls short, you get $25 in free bets back. That's BetMGM. They're hooking you up. Use the promo code ATOZ Sports for new users. All one word, no spaces. Put it in the promo code. That's ATOZ Sports. Download the app today. All right, it is eSports here live on this Wednesday. I do have an update on Brett Kern before we turn to our second uh, conversation about guys that I think are could be churned there at the end of the Titans roster. But this comes from Bob Confer, uh, who is up in the uh, Buffalo area. And there is a tweet from him that Brett Kern's dad, Cal, was just on a morning show in Buffalo, a morning radio show in Niagara country. Uh, but Brett Kern's dad, Cal, said on this morning show that Brett is not signing with the Buffalo Bills. The Titans are encouraging Brett, whom they cut, to stay on the ready in, in the event the rookie doesn't cut it. Plus, Brett likes the family life he now has in Tennessee. So that's uh, what just happened from Mr. Kern, Cal Kern, um, up on Buffalo Upstate New York radio this morning. He is not signing with the Buffalo Bills. The Titans are saying, don't go anywhere just yet. We might need you in a few. So, Well, this is what you have to say about what the Titans did. They made a tough decision, but Austin, wouldn't you agree they made it in the right way? They, they handled their business. They informed Kern of what was going to happen. He probably knew what was going to happen before that last preseason game, to be honest. But I thought they were very open and honest. And look, the truth will set you free. I truly believe that. That's why I don't lie, cheat, or steal. I just think it gives you in a deeper hole. You play the tomfoolery game, and Kern goes to the Colts or the Bills and comes back and boots your ass in the playoffs. I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know if that, you know, means that he's going to do anything. But Brett Kern, I was actually trying to look this up. Career earnings for Brett Kern. Do you know them, Austin? 
I feel like I looked these up like not too long ago, to be honest. I think it's like he's been with the Titans for 13 years. So if he makes a, I want to say it's like 21 mil. Short. More than $7 million, right? Look, I'm not sitting here talking about a man's finances, but you got $27 million. Brett Kern's a smart individual. He's got kids. He likes to play golf. He likes his family situation. You start to make family decisions the older you get in life. This is this is surprising because I just feel like you go to a different team and you continue your career like Guskowski did for the, the Patriots, right? He went to the Titans. But sometimes things change. And so this puts more pressure on Stonehouse, right? Yeah. You know, daddy hadn't left. <laughs> you know, he, he's still looming over you. And we'll see what he does in the first couple of weeks of the season. You can't drop punts. You can't drop snaps and holds. Like, there is zero room for error. Wow. That's it, that's good reporting you know, by and, daddy. Yeah, no, good reporting. Uh, again, Bob Confer. Uh, who's uh lives in upstate New New York? If you missed it, Brett Kern's dad Cal was on the WLVL morning show. Said Brett is not signing with the Buffalo Bills. The Titans are encouraging Brett Kern to stay on the ready in the event the rookie doesn't cut it. And uh, added that Brett likes the family life he now has in Tennessee. Buck Rising's talked about this uh, that Brett Kern and his family are starting to build a house, and they're currently building a house in the area here. And uh. Why does this make sense? Is you know, Brett Kearns grew up in the Buffalo area. His parents still live up there. So that's why it, I think it 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 is relevant that Brett Kearns' dad, Cal, would go on radio and say that. And if there's one, so he's released, right? He's not on waivers, which is important because now Brett can do whatever Brett wants to do. And so would you rather go to Buffalo to try to win a ring with the Bills? Or would you rather just chill for a little bit and make sure the Titans don't need you back so you don't have to go do anything? Yeah, because how far away is he from retiring, right? I mean, you, that, that's another thing I mean, that we don't know. Yeah, I mean, he's 36 years old. This was the last year of his contract. So if anything, he misses out on $2 million. But I think Brett Kern, as you said, he's made 27. So I think he's okay. I think right now he would just, I think he would rather be with the Titans than anywhere else just to be there. It might have an empty-ish feeling uh, if that, you know, I don't want to speak for him, but you never know. But it seems... Uh, you know, Kern is at least not jumping at the first opportunity that would be the Buffalo Bills. You don't really see, and now I'm trying to think, a really well-known Titan that has gone to the Colts. Dennis I can't Kelly. even. Huh? Dennis Kelly, <laughs> who, get, who went to the Colts and then just got cut. Yeah, well, but the. Jack Doyle. I mean, Jack Doyle was a, was a Titans roster. Jack Doyle. Jack who Doyle. haunted you forever. There you go. And he wasn't a true Titan, but no, like, but the Titans, the Titans cut him and yeah. then he went up the road and hurt you for and several then years. Turned Avery Williamson upside down. Yeah. Yeah. So again, that's, it's interesting uh, on that. So A to Z sports here live on this Wednesday, Zach, I've got four Titans players who made the team who I just think are waiting to get cut. Ooh, Rocky Boyman is another good one. Rocky. Yeah. And yeah, and then he's like doing Cincinnati radio at this point. I think I'm working with ESPN too. So, um, all right. Four Titans players who I think are just made the team and waiting to get cut. So when I look at this roster and I see the fact that the Titans 
kept five running backs and then that they also kept seven defensive linemen. To me, Zach, I think the four Titans players who initially made it that are just going to get churned and cut are Julius Chestnut, the fifth running back, and then the last two defensive linemen uh, when it comes to uh, Deshaun Hand and Kevin Strong. There is zero need for seven defensive linemen. Even if Danico Autry is going to start the season slower because he's been dealing with an injury, okay, keep five, keep six, but seven, that's ridiculous. And then the last player that I think is one of another one of the 11 rookies, Trey Avery. I think Trey Avery, who's the corner who made the team as the sixth corner behind Ugo Amadi, Elijah Molden, Roger McCree, Caleb Farley, Christian Fulton. I think Trey Avery is likely to be one of the first cut candidates for somebody the Titans bring in off the waiver wire. So again, those four players, Julius Chestnut, the two extra D linemen in hand and strong, and then Trey Avery at corner. They're just set up to not be here for very long. I mean, I can't disagree with any of that. You do, and this happens every year, right? There's cusp guys. There's guys that have movement. And especially, you know, the Titans are notorious, especially after last season, of what John Robinson does. John Robinson stays busy. He doesn't sit back and just wait and watch and see what happens. He is a very active general manager. And I think that goes to what the era of NFL general managers are and what they represent today. You see trades, you see movement, you, you're trying to constantly tweak and improve your roster as guys go down and, and guys tweak things. And look, Terry, he's got something on the horizon that may affect some things. Yeah, Terry McCormick uh, did report yesterday that uh, Racy McMath could be headed to IR, uh, you know, short-term IR, which means that he could just be out for a minimum of four games. But Racy McMath going on IR would open up one spot. to Now you're just at four wide receivers and three tight ends. You need more than seven pass catchers. And so that's an opportunity to go add somebody else. But who is that going to be? And we'll talk about that maybe when it, when it actually comes to fruition with what's happening. But a, a potential hip injury is what Terry McCormick uh, did report about Racy McMath yesterday. Do you think the Titans will entertain bringing Dennis Kelly back? I think they should. I mean, you talked about it at the very top of the show, Zach. If you go watch the A to Z Sports film room of Dennis Daly, uh, I don't think all Dennis's are created equal in the offensive line. Dennis Kelly probably greater than Dennis Daly. But Dennis Daly has some deficiencies. And Dennis Kelly has been in this offense for several years. And he has played next to Nate Davis as right tackle before. So why not, if you need it, go get Dennis Kelly to help you jump in right now. And you don't have to worry about uh, some, you know, differences with uh, offense and learning curve. Yeah. So what I'll do is I will put this in the chat. I'll put the Dennis daily film room in the chat. You can check it out after the show. I mean, it is pretty telling. And James Foster, our film specialist, does a great job of kind of breaking down uh, some of those deficiencies that you brought up. Still, they gave up, they traded for him, right? So you have to remember that in the back of your mind. Yeah, for sure. And, uh, you know, there is, Dennis Kelly did have a knee injury uh, in on August 3rd. 
Uh, so it's, you know, it's been four weeks at this point, but August 3rd reported that Dennis Kelly would miss some time with a knee injury. So we don't know exactly what that would mean. Um, if, uh, if uh, Dennis Kelly can't go yet, uh, but a knee injury kept him out of a lot of training camp in the Indianapolis Colts. Yeah. Well, look, the, the 53 man roster comes out and movement. It doesn't have, it doesn't stop right. This from now until the start of the season of week one, people are always and teams are always trying to improve their roster. I mean, you see OJ Howard in the chat, you visiting Cincinnati. That could be a huge thing for Burrow, even though he's been, a bust of a first round pick. There's always going to be guys around. So it will be, I'll be curious to see what more John Robinson does to this roster is. I agree. Those four guys are probably, probably cut here or released pretty, pretty soon. Yeah. Uh, we'll see if they make it because there's no reason for five running backs. And there's no reason for five defensive linemen. So they got some, uh, uh, there is reason for six corners. Well, and there is reason for more wide receivers. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. No doubt. And more tight ends. Only three tight ends right now with what they have. All right. A to Z sports. Zach, it is time to throw shade. I'm going to throw some shade this today on a certain NFL franchise as well, but uh, let's get our shade ready. So get your shade ready for this Wednesday. But first Zach, tell everybody about Wilson County Hyundai. Yeah, Wilson County Hyundai is where you need to go to get your next ride. Your perfect make and model is right around the corner, and they've got it for you. Maybe it's a full-size SUV like the Palisade. The Palisade is sleek. Both Austin and I have test-driven the Palisade. We trust the Palisade. Third-row seating, all the bells and whistles, a very reliable car. Also, the Sonata, four-door sedan. Uh, the Sonata is slick. It dominates the streets. I've been talking to you guys about that for years. If you're in the market for a brand new car or a used car, just check out Wilson County Hyundai. Their prices are better than what you're going to get on Broadway or downtown. It's just the logistics of the setup of where the dealership is. So take advantage of that and then take advantage and say, look, I know A to Z sports. I watch them all the time. Can you get hooked me up with a deal? Payne Bone and his team will make sure that they put you in your perfect make and model at a great price. That's WilsonCountyHyundai.com. Don't forget, use the BetMGM app, and they keep giving uh, new updates. I don't know if exactly the update that they've had on the app for college football is fantastic. You can scroll through teams by conference. It's really easy to use. But they also have Major League Baseball one-game parlay insurance for their existing users. What does that mean? It means that you can make any MLB one-game parlay with four legs or more and get up to 25 bucks back if that one-game parlay falls just one leg short with Major League Baseball one-game parlay insurance. Visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions 21 or older, Tennessee only. All promotions, subject to qualifications, eligible requirements, awards issued with knowledge for bets credit for bets spread seven days. For problem game support, call Tennessee Redline at 800-889-9789. All right, Zach, A to Z Sports throwing shade on this Wednesday. You have two shades, right? So we can go old shade sandwich if you want to. Uh, but I know, don't your shades both have to do with the interstate? One has to do with the interstate. The other one okay. is a crazy story. It is okay. a wild story that actually. So does it make sense to go together or does it make sense to. No, no, no. Shade sandwich. I want to end the show on the crazy story. Okay. Don't leave. You're going to want to hear this. It actually, I'm related to one of the people in the last story. And it's a news oh. story. And what <laughs> happens on news stories? Weird people thing. die. 
Oh. Yeah. Hey, just hold on. Old doors is it's a wild one. It's a wild one. But first, we turn to I-40, where we have an accident along uh, the road headed to Memphis. Actually, it's I-55. Excuse me, it's not I-40. It probably took I-40 to I-55, but a huge tractor trailer spilt Alfredo sauce all over the road. <laughs> Yeah. gallons and gallons of alfredo alfredo sauce and imagine the backup and the cleanup of this alfredo mess so yeah. my shade is on whoever this truck driver was you gotta know you got precious cargo and there's alfredo sauce all over the road it probably That's, stinks oh, i don't know how so you clean slippery. that it looks disastrous <laughs> That's like, you don't think about like when you're driving on the interstate and you see all these semis, like I wonder what's in there. Oh, that one's just full of Alfredo sauce. <laughs> and it's just hitting every Italian restaurant uh, in the area to just restock them on their Alfredo sauce. Uh, Bork Borkington says uh, crying Italians everywhere. Mamma Mia, as uh, Demetrius says, uh, it's just unfortunate, but yeah, stinky, slippery, you just get a hose. Like, where do you hose the Alfredo sauce to? Pressure wash. Yeah, yeah. right. Do you but like the Alfredo mop sauce? It up. You can't. No, Zach. You cannot use a mop, Zach. Well, I mean, figuratively, like, right? Like, do you? You can't just brush it to the side. It's to the point that you're saying, right? Yeah. Or like, is it just a feeding frenzy for all of the animals to come in there and, and have no. a little pasta dinner? No, that's that's not good for anybody uh, involved. But yeah, I'll, yeah, oof, that's 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 rough with all that Alfredo sauce. All right, Zach, my shade has to do with football, and you know we give John Robinson a lot of heat for his first round draft picks not working out, but good lord, John Gruden and Mike Mayock might have been the worst grouping to draft in the first round that we have seen in some time because yesterday they uh the Raiders waived last year's first round pick offensive lineman Alex Leatherwood after one season their 2020 first round picks they had two of them and they both are no longer with a team and Henry Ruggs for its different reasons and then Damon Arnett a corner who was just not any good and then their 2019 class that was the Nashville draft, Zach, where the Raiders had three first-round picks, including fourth overall. They took Cleveland Farrell out of uh, Clemson in the at fourth overall, and nobody understood why. They denied his fifth-year option this year. They <laughs> drafted Josh Jacobs later in the, in the 20s from Alabama, declined that fifth-year option. And then Jonathan Abram, a safety from Mississippi State, declined his fifth-year option. Hurt. He'd been hurt. But again, like, and of course, we all knew we watched Hard Knocks that year. We knew Jonathan Abram was always going to be hurt because like, I was just reckless as hell. But just that's six, six first round picks in the last three years, not counting this past draft. It just sucked. There's more good. I mean, Josh Jacobs was good for a year and a half or so, and then he kept getting hurt. But that's really bad. That's just really bad. That's shade worthy. Uh, right there to have to waive a first round pick one year after the fact because of playing ability. Like Isaiah Wilson was just an idiot. Like Alex Leatherwood was just bad at football. And they drafted him 17th overall. And the Raiders are a playoff team. 
That's the that is the wild thing. And they're picked to do good this year. They're picked to go back to the playoffs. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that is big shade on the Raiders. And look, you know, Gruden trying to get back into, you know, coaching. We'll see if that happens in the next couple of years. Cause you know, football is Gruden's life. He's obviously made some mistakes. Uh be be curious to see if he is able to coach again over the next couple of years is is kind of the dust settles from uh from that fiasco. Let's go to the chat before we get to uh my wild story. Karen says shade on water pipe burst will cost over $2000 to fix it and clean up the water damage. Ugh, hate that for you Karen. That's never fun. Water yeah. I mean it, it can destroy, right? Uh Jeff is throwing shade on ESPN in game day. First shade of parading Lee Corso out with his stumbling and mumbling, it was really sad to watch. And then shame on Desmond Howard for making his college football playoff teams, Baylor, Pitt, A&M, and Michigan. I have to endorse Big Ten Jeff's shade. I don't know if you watched Corso. It's just, you got you have to protect him against himself, right? And they're not doing that. They're just, they need to like, they you can't do it. No, and, and, it seems like it's one of those things where Corso might have good days and bad days, and you never really know what's a, what a bad day is going to be, and you can't put him out there uh, in this situation. I, I will say this. Can we – like, I have a halt. I am no longer allowed to throw shade on my seasonal allergies. Now, my allergy shots are preventing that from being a necessity. But can we put a halt on Big Ten Jeff throwing shade at Michigan people for doing Michigan things? That's a very big ten thing to do. No, that's all he does. That's uh, Jeff is like everything is about Ohio State in some form or form or fashion. This is his favorite team. I yeah, I know. It's just the it's the only thing he's got right now. He's got one move. The last thing I'll say on Corso, I have the perfect solution. You just have him record a segment where he puts on a mascot, and he could do it from the comfort of his own home. He doesn't say anything, and if he sucks, you tell him to redo it. Right, like. That's that's your solution, ESPN. He doesn't I, need to be on location. No. Yes. No, no, I, mean, I, I, yeah. I mean, I, I agree that like it, he just doesn't need to be out there, to be honest. Um, G-Man on base says, shade on restaurants adding a tip option for carryout. I, I agree. I mean, everybody's begging for tips, right? Like oh, yeah. tips it. But they don't also they don't always give you the option for no tip. That's the problem. Yeah, they guilt you into 10%, 15%, 20%. Oh, they don't give you 10%. It sometimes usually starts at 18%. They're at 18, 20, and 22 now. Uh, Jarrell had the exact same shade that you did. Um, Nick says, throwing shade at the Titans ticket office, had two-game flex package last year, but this year must live within four hours to purchase, live five hours away. So logistics there, right there. Uh, John says, throwing shade on the Titans for lettering. Uh, Roberson go bring him back. So there was a point in time where Sam and I were having a conversation about the Titans trying to hide Reggie uh, Roberson. Uh, and I, and they didn't play him against Baltimore. They did play him the other two preseason games. So it didn't really come to fruition, but they like Reggie Roberson. He is going to be back in the practice squad as long as he makes it through. And he didn't put a lot of game footage on tape in preseason, which I think is a good thing for the Titans in this situation. Cause he, he is, I like him a lot. Like I said yesterday, I'd rather have Robertson as a six wide receiver than Dez or Kenzie or Hollister. Oh, everybody got cut. So it didn't matter. Right. Yes. But that was my thought. 
Uh, Zach says, Shade on YouTube TV, 50 channels. No one had the Titans game on Saturday. That will change, obviously, once regular season gets here. Um, let's see. Oh, Jared, I, this is something you probably take pride in. So you can throw shade back at Jared. It's throwing shade at Austin reading the terms and conditions for BetMGM promos. Well, look, there's legality to that. I have to. And it's a hard read. I have to. And if I just read it slow, then it would take 30 seconds. It's not short. All right. Sometimes I do it better than others, but you know, I had a string of like a week, like I think it was last week, Zach, when you were in Dallas, I couldn't do it very cleanly and it was bothering me. All right. Here's my shade. So first of a question, how would this be in relation to me? My brother-in-law's sister's husband. Who is he to me? I just think he's your brother-in-law's sister's husband. Is he my brother-in-law? Well, or he's your sister-in-law's husband. But what is he, though? Is he my brother-in-law? Jarvis says nobody. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, you're I mean, getting the love but, of the... Jar- Jarvis is getting... Backdoor love of the show for but, Jarvis. But a lot of people are saying, like, nobody. I mean, a lot of people say that. Like, But again, he's, he is your... Because he's like your brother-in-law... It's like there are multiple marriages, right? That, right. That connect you to this person. Because right. your brother-in-law is married to your sister. And then it's not, it's his sister's husband. So right. there's multiple weddings that brought this thing. So yeah, I, again, it was, I was just a question. I did yeah. not know. I didn't claim to know. It was a question. And does, is, because I never understood the, the twice removed. Like removed, like is a negative thing. So what? regardless, yes. right now, you know who I'm talking about. That's okay. why I did that exercise. Well, this is crazy. So in Hendersonville, so I, I won't say his name, but we're going to call him my uh, friend. Ext- in-law. Your extended, your extended family member. <laughs> my extended brother-in-law. Let's just say that <laughs> yeah. extended brother-in-law. So he lives in Hendersonville. So this is wild. A man who lived next door, who neighbors, uh, he was an older gentleman. He was like 70. He got into a fight with his girlfriend, okay? They got into an argument. The 70-year-old got in a fight with the 70-year-old's girlfriend. This is just my my brother-in-law issues. Your brother-in-law's sister's husband's 70-year-old neighbor's girlfriend. Exactly. Got it. And... The seven-year-old gets in a fight with his, like, 60-something-year-old girlfriend, pulls out a gun, beats her over the face, and shoots her in the head, kills her dead. So, the I told you this is wild. So, another neighbor who is friends with the girlfriend who's now dead comes over. He shoots her in the face, kills her dead. He goes out to his truck. There's obviously rumblings around the neighborhood. He goes out to his truck to get more ammunition for his gun. Well, my brother-in-law-ish, the my acquaintance brother-in-law. Sister's husband. My sister's, yeah, yes. Knows jujitsu. 
He is a jujitsu like master. He, him and his son do jujitsu. I've I've had it been to dinner with this guy. He's talked about jujitsu and all the things that like. I mean, and he's a badass at jujitsu. I don't even know what jujitsu is, but I don't want any part of somebody knowing what jujitsu is and attacking me. My brother-in-law ish gets this 70-year-old man in a chokehold after he shot the two guys, the 70-year-old guy did, and gets him in a chokehold and uh, detains him until the cops arrive. This was all over the news, and this is, I'll give credit where credit is due, this is channel 2 WKRN.com mm -hmm. that I saw this in. Man arrested after double homicide in Hendersonville. The wildest story. So my sister's texting me this because obviously, right? That's I mean, I I was I was like, what? So I it is your sister's bro. Oh, I figured it out. It's your sister's brother-in-law. My sister's brother-in-law. There it is. So my sister's brother-in-law does I, this. I have it. I have it. Can I? Because because Michael says, can we start over, Zach? Trying to follow the story is like having a huge math problem. All right. So I, I think I've got it. So Zach's sister's brother-in-law. And Zach's sister, sister's sister-in-law live in Hendersonville. Their neighbor is 70 years old, got into a fight argument with his girlfriend, shot the girlfriend. Then the neighbor uh, next door. Who's friends over, with the girlfriend. Who's friends with the girlfriend came over and the 70-year-old guy shot her too. So two women are dead. Dead. And then Zach's sister's brother-in-law knows jujitsu and was able to detain, detain the seven-year-old man uh, while the cops came. Yeah. I got it. So that happened. And Nate says, so, I thought your sister was in Texas. No, his sister's in Denver. <laughs> my, my, my sister's in Denver. My sister's brother-in-law is in Hendersonville. Yeah, so we're good, right? We're I, good. I mean, I think, yeah, who's on first? <laughs> <laughs> I did all that on purpose, but it is kind of a wild story. Yeah. So my shade is on the 72-year-old 70, man who shot those two women. Shade on that guy. Oh. All right. Well, that's today's show. <laughs> you can go look it up. I looked I mean, it up. I just said Hendersonville shooting, and then I scrolled through Google, and then I found it. So, like, but that's wild. That is absolutely wild. Absolutely wild. Well, anyway, that'll that'll wrap up today's uh, roster reaction show. Don't forget, if you're not already, you better be subscribed to our YouTube channel for more Titans coverage. Titans back on the practice field today. Uh, open locker room as well for the Titans 53-man roster. So Sam Phelan will be covering that for A to Z Sports. So check it out. A to Z Sports Nashville on YouTube. Also Buck Rising live tonight. A to Z Sports primetime. And Zach and I will see you tomorrow, guys, on September 1st. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks. Adios.